0: This is the Alpaca Podcast, for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington.
1: Oh, I'm sorry about my voice. I seem to be in the middle of a cold. And it sounds pretty rough, so I will just get out of the way and we'll get on with the episode as quick as we can. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the latest episode of the Alpaca Tribe podcast. Here is a home for alpaca people everywhere, a place to grow and connect, to become confident and fulfilled owners of happy, and healthy alpacas. Wouldn't it be nice if it was possible to combine keeping our alpacas and running a business, or even running a business keeping our alpacas? The good news is that it can be done with thought, planning, and application. In this episode, we hear more from Joe Phelan of K2 Alpacas, based just outside of Dublin. All it requires is for you to do more of the right things less of the wrong things, and to be in the right place at the right time. So, that's easy then. Having the right approach, both in terms of mindset and focus, will give you a good start and help you to build in a way that is sustainable. Joe seems to have found an excellent approach that works for him, and I believe will be beneficial for many of us. I've certainly learnt a lot from our conversations, and I'm still working out how to apply it in my own setting. I hope you find it beneficial too. Sign up to the newsletter, drop me a line or leave me a voice message, all possible through the website. alpacatribe.com.
0: We first met at the uh, this year's British Alpaca Society National Show. That's right. Um, and which is great and it was quite busy I think for yeah. you at the time. <laughs> and I don't think it's probably let up very much since, so you carry, carry on being busy.
2: Oh, we've, uh, yeah, no, we've been very busy. Um, I was working full time up to September last year. So I'm now my first full year down as a 100% alpaca farmer. I don't know where the year has gone. It's just flown by. I can't believe it's been so fast, you know. Uh, And we've every day i think oh next week's going to be a bit quiet or you know we're going to get some space to breathe and uh, no every week uh, it's been so busy it's a bit relentless oh uh, yeah it is but i'm enjoying it you know like it's uh, it doesn't feel like work and some days you know if i feel like not doing anything i uh which which is very rarely, but uh, I don't do it, you know. So <laughs> just go and watch the alpaca. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's a good way to clear your head. Well, I actually find working with the alpaca is a good way to clear your head. You know, as running any business, there's there's admin side and there's pressures on all different sorts of things like finance and um, all your paperwork. But I find if I if if that gets too much, I just go out with the animals and I'll do some work with the animals, and it. Completely clears my head, you know, and always has done so from day one. Yeah. Like when I worked, I worked in financial services for 39 years. In the first year and a half that I had alpacas, I was still working full time. As a challenge. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah, I was probably working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, just to keep up with it uh, at the end, you know. And I just found that when I get out with the animals, it just cleared my head. You know, all your stresses of the day disappeared. And I still find it, you know, I still find it. And I just love my time with, with, with my animals, you know.
0: And what would you say is happening in terms of alpacas generally in Ireland? Are they on the increase and gaining in popularity?
2: Yes, definitely on the increase. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with what we've done because we have been on national TV and radio. Uh, we've been all over social media. It has increased awareness hugely, not only in Ireland, but I think in the UK as well. So the demand in Ireland is certainly on the increase. Uh, this year i couldn't get enough animals you know i was breeding my own but even with breeding my own i have an agreement with uh two or three of the large farms in in the uk and i couldn't even get animals off them this year just such was the demand mm. uh the demand and the awareness around alpacas in ireland is definitely increasing um but like when when i got involved uh, with the alpacas in ireland i couldn't believe and this is about four four years ago maybe five years ago my idea of a weekend was to go off uh down to a farm and help the guys do whatever they wanted you know so if there was treatments if there was um shearing whatever it was that was my idea of a good weekend likewise i used to travel over to the uk and spend a weekend on a farm helping the guys there or um i you know uh, another time i spent a week on a farm in the uk just doing whatever needed to be done uh you know, if something needs to be done, I did it, you know, basically. Yeah. So that's how I kind of just rolled up my sleeves and got stuck in and, and learned about the animals. So if if anybody's starting out, I would recommend them to do the same. Just go um, volunteer, help out with local farms, and uh, that way they'll get the experience. That's that's what I did, you know. yeah. It's always different, though, when you have your own animals compared to helping other people, because now all of a sudden they're your responsibility uh, whereas other on other farms, you could go in, do what you know, help them with injections or feeding or whatever it was, uh, and then you walk away. But with your own animals, they're there. You're responsible for them. Mm. So uh, I must say, when I started off, I felt that responsibility was huge on my shoulders. Um, <laughs>
0: I recognise that. Yes.
2: Yeah, I didn't have the experience, um, but I've learned so much um, over the last three or four years now. Um, I'm a lot more comfortable and I'm a lot less nervous, but I still I still get upset when the animals are not well mm. or if there's something going on that I can't identify, um, which, you know, there's something new all the time. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I, I guess the problems kind of move and shift. the The issues that you used to struggle with, they're now commonplace and you deal yeah. with them easily and you've got new problems it, that you're yeah. facing and dealing with. And all the time, you're on the edge of <laughs> not being able to do it. Yes, yes uh, But yeah. your your knowledge and yeah. your experience is growing all the time.
2: Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, and I I, I freely help and uh, other people, you know, as well. Uh, because you know, I suppose before you, I even started. There was a few people I could go to and get advice from them. You know, and still do. You know, um, I, I don't pretend to know a fraction of what needs to be known about alpacas. There's so much to learn. As I said, I I, I was I am. Probably the most researched person in Ireland on alpacas, and I have volumes and volumes of information around alpacas, mm. and I must have about a dozen different books on alpacas as well. So even with all that information, you're still learning all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's, it's def- definitely a journey. Yes, 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 an enjoyable journey, yeah. though I must say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going to be selling animals to to other people who are going into alpacas, are there particular Kind of areas or kinds of questions that you'll help them think through to make sure they start off in a good way.
2: Yes, yeah. I never sell a, um, an animal to somebody unless I'm comfortable that they're going to be able to look after them well. Like, um, I, I get loads of calls from people who ring up and say, "Well, how much?" I never answer a question like that. I'll always ask a, a dozen questions, you know, because if somebody's just starting out with how much, you know, then I question whether they're really interested in the animals or whether. In to make a quick book, or you know, it's Mm. the wrong question to me. Anyway, it's the wrong question to ask. You know, I would agree. Um, I'll quiz them about their background. I'll quiz them about why they're interested in alpacas. You know, they they're a very attractive animal. They're a great personality and they're very cute element to them. But they're not a toy. They're not a pet. You know, they're a livestock animal. But they are quite intelligent and they are quite quirky and nice to be about. But at the same time, you know, if somebody's taken on responsibility for an animal they need to be, you know they need to know what they're letting themselves in for you know um yeah. and I would spend a lot of time talking to people about that you know what sort of treatments they need to be uh, up to speed with you know what what they'll need to do um the fact that they are a livestock animal so they they can get sick and all the standard treatment as well uh that needs to be done you know for them like worms and parasites and nails and vitamins and all that sort of stuff you know yeah. You know, I, I think I think differently than most people. You know, for for example, uh, on the trekking, I've helped nine other people set up in the last 12 months. You know, And people ask me, well, why do you do that? It's going to take business away from you. And I, as far as I'm concerned, it won't. Um, there's loads of business for everybody. Um, and it will create uh, an inbound tourist attraction mm. into Ireland, for example. You know, because we have been fully booked on our trekking for over a year and a half and we're fully booked for another six months forward as well mm. you know so so there's plenty of room for everybody and it's yeah. it's just a beautiful experience anyway mm. you know absolutely right um like you you'll have to pull me back here because i could chat all day about how it is you know that's, that's fine <laughs> so, you know people ask me how long do i work in a day i don't know i just <laughs> till
0: you till you finished
2: yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we just seem to get through a phenomenal amount of work um, every day, you know, and um, it is a journey and God knows where it's going to go. I just have no clue. I have an idea where I'd like to go, mm. but, you know, this journey is you follow, you follow what's in front yeah. of you. And, and if something tells you to change, change your route, you change it. You just go with whatever's in front of you.
0: Excellent. Coming back to your herd, you've got about how many now? You started with five?
2: I started with five. (laughs) It just seems to grow and grow all the time, you know. Um, When when I did my business startup course, I I worked out. I had all my stats done. I had a very detailed uh, spreadsheet on uh, worked out cost of vet fees, feed, hay, uh, fencing, all the sort of stuff. You know, so typical. um, Like maybe no, maybe not a typical uh, person starting out with alpacas. So uh, because I had. Done so much research and I, I wanted to be very clear about what I was letting myself into. So I originally planned to buy about 30 animals. So I had worked out myself that 30 animals would be a good start. Um, but I listened to what all the previous guys to me uh, were saying. So what they said was Joe, listen, you're better off buying quality, not quantity. Uh, so for the same money that I was going to spend on the 30 animals, I bought eight so uh but i bought yeah. eight very good quality girls you know uh breeding females yeah. and i bought eight pregnant females and i left them on the farm that i bought even though i was dying to get them across i left them mm. have their career on the farm uh and then i got them covered before they came over to me because i bought them in the uk so right. basically yeah. i got i got a three-in-one package for my eight girls you know um so instead of eight, I really got—you could say—twenty-four. Uh, you know, <laughs> mm, almost to thirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that way, but um, but yeah. So so, and again, I thought that was the most efficient way of starting off. You know, the most most cost-effective way uh, of starting off. You know, and I, I I wouldn't have had access to the same quality of studs here in Ireland, um, and I I would not I would. I would have bought the animals here in Ireland, but I didn't feel the quality was here at that time. Um, And now I've proven that the quality uh, wasn't here because we have won. uh, So we we showed our animals this year and last year, and we came away with the National Supreme Champion both years, you know, Um, which, okay, it's a great start. It's a fantastic start. So we we probably have the best herd in the Republic of Ireland. and and I think, you know, hopefully, we'll continue with that because we in my selection of my animals, I spent a lot of time going through um, the pedigree history, the fiber stats, uh, and so on. So that's when I did select my eight girls, I was um, very happy with the, the group that we selected. And I had help from somebody who else was a lot more experienced than, than I am, you know, um and i really appreciated that kickstart from from uh from that chap who who now has become a judge by the way so um
1: all right <laughs> uh,
2: so so he was he was on his way so i think he was only delighted to 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 give me a hand in in uh so, sorting through a couple of hundred alpacas to pick out eight you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it, sometimes it has to be that kind of level doesn't it to to find the right Oh uh, yeah
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I now know a lot more and I could now pick out the better animals myself. At that time, I probably couldn't, uh, even though Mm. I I had a reasonably good eye. Um, I I definitely have, you know, like us all, we're we're, um, increasing in knowledge and experience all the time.
0: Yeah. So it's knowing where your limits are and knowing when to ask help and where to ask help.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what I I did in the early days as well, um, again, is all about the business side. Um, The trekking was progressively growing, um, but I knew I had to generate some animal sales as well. So I I know I sold some very good quality girls for a fraction of what they would have uh, got, let's say, in the UK, Um, Mm. because the Irish market is is not as mature as the UK, uh, and the buyers are not as discerning. But now, in, over the last year, I've seen a huge improvement in the quality of animals in the country and the, let's say, buyers who are serious about buying good quality animals. Um, hmm. uh, and actually, believe it or not, my, my um, measure of success will be if somebody who has bought some animals off me beats me <laughs> in the ring.
0: Yeah. The day will come, no doubt.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. But that will be a measure of success yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Um,
0: is there anything else that you'd like to say that that we haven't? I haven't asked you about.
2: Oh well, I suppose um, in in I I run it as a business, you know. Um, uh, yeah. But at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, it's a business I love and I enjoy, and I don't think you know I don't feel I'm working. And I, I when I started out, I had identified about thirty different income streams from alpacas. Now I'm up well over fifty different income streams that you can generate from alpacas. But if you look at the three, for me, the three primary ones would be the agritourism. Uh, so agritourism, breeding, and then the fiber. So they're, they're the three main income streams that we see at the moment. Um, right. So from the agritourism, um, we do loads of things. You know, our, our, our Paca and Prosecco treks are, are famous. So we have, the, I think this year, we've had visitors from over 20 countries just to do the treks. It's, it's just been phenomenal. Um, but we make sure that people get a good experience and, and we do it in such a way that we don't overuse the animals so that they enjoy it. And as you know, as much as they enjoy it, then that transfers into our customers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but but aside, but aside from that, we, we, we attend weddings, um, very popular alpacas at weddings. Uh, we attend Montessori schools. Um, they're fantastic with small kids. They seem to sense them uh we use them as as therapy animals uh with special needs and uh, children uh, children and adults with um uh downs and and autism we do corporate events we do group bookings uh we do hen parties we do all sorts you know so it's yeah. it's whatever it's whatever they take us and we do promotional work we do film work where we are does you know we're we're close to a film studio so the, we get calls occasionally to to come on set with a few animals, yeah. uh, so they're always great fun. So, yeah. so you can see we have a huge variety. So, you know, while while our while you could say our business, well, our business is 100% alpacas, but there's a huge variety within that. You know, mm. um, on the breeding side, we have really good quality. You know, we have loads of champions within our herd. We have the national supreme champion this year and last year, but then we can't breed enough for what we you know, for the Irish market at the moment. So what we do is we import animals as well, and then we'll sell those on. Um, right. But again, we, we follow all the regulations. I make sure I have a very good relationship with the Department of Agriculture here. Yeah. And when I was buying my land, for example, I involved them in the decision as well. So my local vet was very, very helpful. And um, she actually walked all the land with me before I even bought it, you know. so. Um, yeah. And then on the fiber side, it's a, that's going to be much slower for us because there are no processors here really in right. Ireland other than craftspeople. So we have to ship all our fiber to the UK at the moment, over to, over, uh, to mills in the UK. Uh, and then we got our fiber processed by those mills. But I'm actively looking for designers and people interested in, um, you know, niche mm. quality clothing um, to start working with them. But in the meantime, while I'm waiting to develop that side of the business, yeah. I'm not sitting back. So I have uh, agreements with a number of suppliers in Peru, so I import product directly from Peru in the absence of being able to produce our own. So, so you, you really have to look at this and see, well, how do you keep going? How do you keep the turnover going? And mm, um, just because you can't do it yourself doesn't yeah. mean there's a different way of doing it. You know? it, it, it will come in time you know, really? uh, a week and a half ago, uh, was national alpaca day here in Ireland. Yeah. So, uh, it's something we've run for three years now. Uh, and I started off with the first national alpaca day with five animals. Uh, last year I had, uh, close to, uh, <laughs> 60, right, absolutely. And this go. year we're close to a hundred. So yeah. we're growing all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, it's a great day of of just uh, opening your doors and allowing the public in, and uh, just sharing uh, these wonderful animals with people. Because we do loads of talks and explain to people what we're doing, and yeah. hopefully help them um, get started. You know, um, and my my view on that is that um, right. yeah. you know, right. all ships right. will rise with the rising tide. You know, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm very lucky because we, we we attract very nice people, and and the people I have working with me are all very good, you know. But again, it takes it actually. This is this is interesting. It, it takes me about four weeks to train train an animal for <laughs> trekking. It takes me about six weeks to train uh, a trek buddy. <laughs> yeah. So it take, yeah. T- takes me longer to Excellent. train the people than it does the animals. <laughs> Yeah. So so there, there there you can see, like so if anybody else starting out, you know, you, you apply what your own skills are. You apply what your own experience is, because I know there's people with, let's say, textile backgrounds. They could do the whole retail side a lot quicker than I can. I just don't have that depth of experience. But but still, we opened we opened a shop for National Alpaca Day. So that's another milestone for us. And in the shop, we have our own socks, we have our own duvets, we have uh, what I call fluffies. So these are little alpaca teddies and alpaca pack is made from alpaca. Uh, We have we have scarves, um, we have our halters and our leads, and um, uh, we've just tested a range of t-shirts, for example. So there's loads of stuff you can do, Uh, and we're just testing the water. If something works, great, we go with it. If it doesn't, we leave it behind. You know. we don't flog a dead heart, So we take a decision very quickly. Yeah. and if uh, That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you it, for your time. Really appreciate it. it you know? You're very welcome, Stephen. I'm delighted to have the chat with you because, as I said, I'm so passionate about the alpacas.
1: Thank you so much for being here with us on the alpaca journey. Always learning and seeking to grow in confidence. Start where you are. Be clear where you want to go and find some fellow travellers. Alpacas are amazing. And so are alpaca people. Check out the links in the show notes to Joe's website, k2alpacas.com, for ways of making contact with him. You'll also find him on Instagram and Facebook. Here are my three takeaways from today's episode for you to be working on. Number one. Working with your alpacas can help you de-stress and clear your head. So, go watch an alpaca. Number two, there is always more to learn about alpacas and their care. Number three, there are many potential income streams with alpacas. Pick the one you want to focus on. That's all for this week. Hope to see you again soon. the Alpaca tribe, and I'm Steve
2: Hedrick.